Hey everybody. Hey, welcome. Matt here, you can call me coach. This week's topic is something that I think everybody uh, doesn't know they can do, but by the end of this podcast, you're gonna know you can do. That is being able to correctly and accurately design your landscape project in a simple and easy to understand way that doesn't make you a career changing landscape designer from your current uh, vocation, but it will literally open your eyes up and allow you to see exactly what you are capable of doing with just a little bit of instruction. Hey, before we get started though, I would like to start off and throw just a small disclaimer before we get started. This topic, believe me guys, this topic is in not any way intended to make you a seasoned landscape designer. It's truly intended for you to be able to accurately and completely tackle your landscape project and be successful in doing it by creating your roadmap, which is what we are doing here today. It is intended to give you a peek into what you are capable of with the skills and time you currently have at your disposal. I'm gonna be showing you ways you can attain a pretty damn good DIY landscape design that you can use to obtain estimates from others if you choose to, take the design with you and consult with nursery professionals for plant material advice, estimate materials accurately so that you stay on budget, and so on. I'm going to show you this and try to do it under 30 minutes. And nobody in their right mind would expect to be a uh, born-again professional landscape designer in that amount of time. I don't think anybody would. So. I think if you are capable in obtaining just a couple of inexpensive drawing materials and some oversized paper, guys, you and I are in business. Are you ready? Are you excited? Are you looking forward to the challenge and trying something new and different? Then let's rock this thing and allow me to show you a little about my landscape roots, which is landscape design at the same time. Heck. Maestro, wake the hell up, it is time to design. Hey, I'm Matt and you can call me Coach. Every week I bring to you landscape tips and tricks, design concepts and theories in an easy to understand format so you can tackle projects yourself, get the professional results you want, be a heck of a lot more self-reliant and in the process save a boatload of money. You know, after a 20 plus year career as a successful self-employed landscape designer, contractor, and college educated in ornamental horticulture, landscape design, blah, 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 and retail nursery management, I seriously believe I bring with me a lot of knowledge and experience that I want to share and impart on you, the modern, educated, self-reliant homeowner of today. Hey, once again, welcome everybody. Decent week for you, I certainly hope. Man, I hope that spring fever is just tearing at you and you are ready to launch yourself at that landscape project you've been planning all winter long. I certainly and really do hope so. Planning is, gosh, it's gotta be one of the, the pillars, one of the cornerstones to any successful and smoothly run landscape project. The more steps that are thought out in advance, the better the outcome. 
you know, you can apply that to many things, but your house was not built without a little thought, planning, and design, or at least I don't think it was. In the planning phase, the design phase within that plays a critical, critical role. Without it, you do not have that roadmap at your side to refer to, refer and help guide you or others to the project finish line. Plain and simple, you just don't. Otherwise, you're just playing around with that, that mental image in your head, which can really be kind of deceptive to you sometimes. The design also plays a huge role in creating the finished project in your mind's eye. And you really have to trust me on this. If you're not a strong left brain type of person, I will show you that by putting this out of your head and down onto paper, how easily it is for you to visualize it just by closing your eyes on what it's gonna look like or by looking at your roadmap when it's all done, you almost know in advance what it is going to be looking like, plain and simple. It actually allows you to see various parts and pieces in your mind's eye and the steps needed to attain completion just by getting it out of your brain and onto a simple piece of paper. I cannot express that hard enough. For us veteran landscape designers like myself, we can literally see the project finished and what it will look like as we draw it out for a client. We also know what will be needed in the form and ways of construction pathways, demolition, element installation, permits if necessary, materials, plants, by the time we present the design to the client, we know all this in our head in advance. But you know something? That took years and years of on-the-job training and having a, that creative left brain thing that God bestowed upon us, which I'm very thankful for. For you, though, maybe you have that left brain thing. Maybe you don't. But if you don't, don't worry about it because I'm going to show you that it is nice to have, but not mandatory to have in any way, shape, or form. But first, the tools of the trade. A very small expenditure on your part is going to be needed here. Maybe you have friends or family that have them already and you don't need to buy them. You can maybe just borrow them. Here they are in a real short down and dirty version. How about a pencil or two, preferably with a sharpener? How about a three-sided engineer ruler? That is something that is really easy to find. You can order one from Amazon as well as this one, a simple barrel landscape design template. Uh, barrel is spelled B-E-R-O-L, and you can find those online as well. How about an eraser? Or, if not an eraser, multiple sheets of paper for practice. And when it comes to those sheets of paper, make them a minimum of 11 by 17 inches or larger. That's it. That's not very much. Probably uh, maybe $30 or less. And you can find most of those items online, like I said, or at a Staples or Office Depot, Office Max. Some of the things that I've acquired over the years came from local printing services and supply shops where I used to have designs copied. They also sold the paper and various supplies to go along with it. You know, before we put the details to the design, we have to understand a few critical parts of the mechanical drawing side of this ability, shall we call it. First, in landscape design is compass direction. You know, it, it sounds really simple, you know, and on a piece of paper you can just make a small arrow in the direction of north on your paper 
and then wherever your project area is, you're going to be placing that in relation to that compass direction of north. Another one is scale. Now sometimes people get this really easy and other times people battle the hell out of it within their brain to try to grasp the concept of scale. And you need that engineer ruler and you need an accurate measurement of parts or all of your landscape project. And scale will basically reduce that size of your yard down to something that'll fit on a piece of paper. One thing that I used to do as a landscape designer is when I met with clients, it was self-explanatory where the compass direction was for me and the scale, I knew that part. But what I didn't know from a client is what their wants and needs were from the landscape that they wanted me to design and a budget. And that is something you guys need. You need to have that solidified in your head. It can be a little varying as far as your budget if you have a varying amount of resources to put at it. You know, maybe you have $10,000 to spend, but if you had to, you could spend 12. Or maybe you only have five and you can't go over five. So instead of self-designing something that's gonna cost you 50K, let's design something that's gonna meet your $5,000 budget. And in that budget, whatever it is, your wants and needs have to be met. And you can design it so that your needs are met right away and your wants might be phased in over time. That is also a critical, critical element. All right, so we've talked about compass direction. We've talked about scale. We've talked about budget and we've talked about needs. So let's go back and delve in just a little bit more about scale. And this is gonna require a little bit of practicing. What I'd like you to do right now is obtain one of those engineer rulers and then join me back here. If you've already got it, fantastic. Take a look at that ruler. There's three sides on it and you will see various measurements off to the ends of each side. In some cases, you'll see quarter inch. And then on that same, that same peak of that triangle, go to the other side and you'll see eighth inch. Then if you flip it over, you can find things like three eighths inch and then go over to the other side and you'll see one inch and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This is an engineer scaled ruler that's gonna take your 65 foot wide back fence line and using a quarter inch scale, you're gonna be able to look at that quarter inch scale on your ruler, put it on your piece of paper and draw that line accurately to 65 feet. Or if you have 165 feet on your back fence, then you can flip it over and use eighth inch scale and draw it out. It won't be 165 in one line. You're gonna have to make a couple lines and you're probably gonna need a little bigger piece of paper. But for many of you, as I was when I had one of my first houses, a quarter inch scale is more than enough to get the job done. I think my first house had 50 feet across the back fence and it was 100 foot depth of the whole thing and the house took up a lot of that. So my backyard wasn't very big. I could design the whole thing with a quarter inch scale. There's even some yards that I've done where you're down to 3 8 inch scale. So that 3 8 1 8 3 16 whatever. So go out to your back fence line right now for me and accurately measure. Take someone with you if they have to hold the tape at one end and accurately measure that back fence. Let's just say that when you get it, it's 65 feet wide. Now, if you can start to visualize that engineer ruler in your hand, you know that you're gonna probably use a quarter inch scale. Find it goes out to about 45 feet, I think, on a 12 inch engineer ruler. 
So you'll, you'll draw that 45 and then you move your ruler and draw another 20 feet on there. And there's your back fence line, guys. You have taken your whole back fence line and reduced it down onto a piece of paper in a single line down to 65 feet. Are you still with me? Hopefully I have not lost you. All right, so now we know about scale. So here's some really key measurements I want you to pay attention to when it comes to the scale and accuracy of your landscape design that you're doing right now. Here's one of the biggest ones, and that is your property line or fence line distances involved in the project area. You don't have to do the whole yard if your project area is only the front yard and vice versa if it's only the backyard you're not going to need to draw out the front yard so we'll keep it simple okay so we're going to want the property line or fence lines in our project area as one of the key key measurements that you're going to need to take your second measurement is going to be distance between your back fence line and your side fence lines in relation to where your house is. Your house takes up a majority of your property, I'm sure, if you're on a small residential lot. If you're doing a, a large rural area, but you're probably not landscaping all five acres, you're only gonna be doing something in your backyard closely related to your dwelling. And those are where you, you need to go out and throw some stakes and say, from these stakes into the house is gonna be my project area. Still with me? All right, so the distance between your back house wall, where your slider or your French doors, your kitchen window, whatever, out to your back fence, that needs to be a good accurate measurement. For assumption purposes, let's say it's uh, 40 feet. So now we know that you have a 65 foot back fence line and it, from your back slider door to your fence is 40 feet. Write those measurements down. Now another critical measurements that I want you to take is the house itself in the project area zone. So you might have to draw a few feet of your side yard and then across the back or across the front, wherever your project is, and accurately measure it and write those measurements down and transfer those measurements to scale onto your design. So if your back of your house is, let's say 45 feet in total, but you have those little bump ins and bump outs in a stucco wall or a wood wall or a lap siding or whatever you might have, all of those have to be accounted for. And so you're gonna take your tape measure and accurately measure those and then transfer them. Lastly, another critical element of accurate measurement is going to be any dimensions of existing elements that you are going to leave in place. Elements such as existing patios, existing walkways within the confines of the project area, and accurately placing these onto your landscape design. In addition, how about existing trees that you're gonna leave in place, shade structures, hot tub pad that is already in place. Those things, if they're staying, they gotta go onto your initial landscape design. I'll tell you an easy way that I used to get this down where I was able to sketch out someone's yard while I was in the yard. I take some photos and I would do this process to really speed it up because maybe I was going to two design consults that afternoon and one person hired me. So now I needed to get that stuff measured and then get to my next consult appointment in a fairly accurate and expedient manner. So I would take a clipboard and I would take an 11 by 17 legal pad and a pencil and a roll of tape and a 30 foot Stanley tape and I would jump out in that yard and I would have it measured out by just hand drawing fence lines, hand drawing the house as accurately as possible. And then I would place these important measurements in there just by writing them on there. 
Back fence line was 65 feet. The house from corner A to the slider was 18 feet. The slider was eight feet long and the two windows over the kitchen area were four feet each, blah, blah, blah. And I would hand write all these down in kind of a sketch format, but I knew the measurement numbers I was placing to these distances was accurate. And then later on, I would transfer it to a scale drawing. And that way I was able to do all that measuring in less than an hour. Now, if you have this design concept understood and your head is wrapped around it, you can create the first phase of your landscape design. That's called the plot plan. The plot plan is an accurate sketch with your house, project area, the fence or property line boundaries, and existing yard elements that will be remaining. The measurements are to scale, the house is accurately placed in relation to the project area, and the existing elements are placed that you can actually see your yard and project area scaled down on paper. That's all the plot plan usually has. If you wanna go gooch, then you can put in uh, where your valve assembly is going to be for irrigation. And really beyond that, that's it. Once you have this plot plan created, then make about four copies of it. If you need to adjust the design to be more accurate, do it now before you make the copies. If you need to make three drawings to get it right, make three damn drawings. Pencils are cheap, paper is cheap, but accuracy and completeness is paramount here. This is not your new career. You know, it is your home and your hard-earned dollars going into the project, so let's get it right the first time on paper. That way it will transfer into accuracy and on budget, etc. when it comes to the actual implementation and execution of the project itself. Okay, let's move on a little bit. As part of your planning phase of your landscape project, I hope you have given a lot of thought to your wants and your needs of the landscape and the all-important budget. Designing around these concepts in an accurate way really start to solidify. Let me repeat that. Really start to solidify in your mind, not my mind, not Joe down the street's mind, in your mind, the project entirety, the project scope, and the realistic goals that you're trying to attain. I can't express that enough. So on your plot plan, you can now enter some of those wants and needs within the budget. Maybe they are patios of a certain size. The bigger the patio, the bigger the dollar amount that's gonna be needed. Maybe shade trees irrigation valve areas, raised vegetable garden, maybe a hot tub pad because you got that in your mind for later down the road, maybe a dog run for old doggo there that has to be put someplace while you go to work, walkways, play areas. Are you getting what I'm putting down here? So that's the next phase of our design is starting to place those wants and needs. The needs will always go first. Let me say that again. Your needs will always go first before your wants. And these needs need to be scaled. So going back to the patio idea, you know, if you got a $5,000 budget, maybe you don't need a 20 by 20 patio. Maybe you need a 12 by 12 patio for now anyway. For now, unless you are confident in what plants and other things that you want and where you want them, I would leave those plant materials out of this for right now. I think by now you should be understanding the basics of what the plot plan has and then the next step from the, the plot plan by placing those elements you want. So far we have delved into the mechanical side of this art. Now it is time to delve into the art side of this art. 
If you are not versed in, in plants and have a vague knowledge of what you want to see in the yard because you've been on uh, Pinterest and Google Images and whatever, you have an idea, but you know maybe you just need a little bit of coaching to, to make you feel confident about what you want, but you know, you're not sure just yet, relax, it's okay. We're all here to learn, right? Now is the time to take your plot plan that you've created and it has all the elements that you want except plant material. It's time for a road trip and it's time to take your design to the nursery. Nursery time and time to ask the, the professionals is a great morning and I want you to make it fun. Remember the podcast and video I did just a few weeks ago about asking professionals and not feeling stupid? Check it out if you haven't heard it or seen it. By doing what you've done so far with your design, you are ready because now you're going in well-armed with knowledge and a very good base on what to carry on a discussion with the landscape and nursery professional. You have a design in your hand. You have photos on your phone. And now you can walk in and go, okay, here's where I'm at and this is what I need. And you will speak from a, a point of confidence and just asking for a little advice. Here you can attach yourself to and glean plant info from those who are in the business every day of the week. You know, having an intelligent conversation, visually seeing suggested plants, gleaning planting skills and care skills from these people is why they are there. It is why the doors open up at a nursery every single day is to be able to impart knowledge on you and in return, hey, buy something there. Make those people happy that they barfed all this information out of their brains for your consumption and now spend a couple bucks there. And for God's sakes, don't be that freaking cheap ass that goes, hey, okay, thanks, tip your hat to them and then run to Walmart because you can save 12 bucks by buying 20 boxwood there as opposed to 20 boxwood at the mom and pop nursery. Don't be that jerk. I hate those people and I've seen them for decades and they, they're just very unimpressive people. They don't value other people's knowledge. Jeez, do you think I put too fine a point on that? Hey, okay. Now you can begin the plant part. You can start putting on there after taking notes at the nursery. You can go back with your design or one copy thereof with your notes on it and you can start to use that barrel template and you can start filling in your plant material and you can put where your lawn's gonna be and you can add where your sprinklers are gonna be and bam, at this point, you've got a very good, accurate, scaled DIY landscape design that you can use. By this point, I am sure you will agree with me when I say to you that you can probably, by now, actually visualize your finished landscape project just by looking at that paper that you've created. Just by looking at it, you can visualize it. Just by looking at it, you can intelligently discuss it with your significant other, with family and friends, with any professionals that come over for a consult as far as how much is it gonna cost if I professionally hire out this patio, or build this hot tub pad, or run electrical, or do whatever. You speak from a position of knowledge now, and that is the whole crux of this podcast today. Plain and simple. You have created yourself into a DIY professional, so to speak, and now you can talk about it. All this and you did it yourself. 
you saved anywhere between $500 to $5,000 in professional design costs, depending on who you hired. You learned so much about the design concept and application theories in just doing this yourself. You can discuss that project intelligently with pros, friends, and family, like I mentioned. Eh, I'm sorry, quite a leap, huh? quite a freaking leap. As an instructor and educator in this landscape industry, it gives me a great amount of pride and satisfaction to see a DIYer succeed. And maybe they stubbed their toe a time or two, maybe they've fallen down, maybe they had to do a couple, three designs, but they got back up and they met the project head on and are succeeding. You know, to see someone who did not think they could do it and do it well, oh my God, it's, it's so parental in nature. You got this, this sense of, you know, a proud parent seeing a, an entrepreneur or a, a newbie succeed. There's so much beyond just this landscape design, but our time is somewhat limited. So at this point, I got to say, thanks for staying with me. Hope you got a lot out of this presentation. It's really hard to give you two semesters of landscape design in under 30 minutes, but I hope I've come somewhat close to where you can expand on it later. So something that might help is when you have time, check out the YouTube channel and the same topic that I'm doing this week. If you are more of a visual person when it comes to seeing things rather than just hearing things, especially when it comes to the engineer ruler on the channel this week, I'll actually show you the engineer ruler from an excerpt from the DIY course that's going together right now. So check that out today as well, or this weekend if you have time. Sometimes it helps. I know that I'm a very visual person and I'm also a very tactile learner. I wanna have it in my hands. I wanna see it, touch it and feel it. And sometimes that will help. So check out the channel as well, okay? Hey, give me a comment as always. And always, there's an email address at the end of this podcast if you want to ask me additional questions. I sure hope you come and visit next week, and I hope the following week is a successful one for you. Thanks for being with me, guys. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of Yard Coach. Check out the original videos on YouTube at Yard Coach or email Coach Matt at youryardcoach at gmail.com. And hey, did you get your free 15-step landscaping project checklist? Check out the podcast description below for the link to your free PDF as well as the YouTube channel for more great information for the DIYer in you. See you next week.